0: The Cylon War is long over, yet we must not forget the reasons why so many sacrificed so much in the cause of freedom. The cost of wearing the uniform can be high, but sometimes it's too high. You know, when we fought the Cylons, we did it to save ourselves from extinction. But we never answered the question, why? Why are we, as a people, worth saving? We still commit murder because of greed, spite, jealousy. And we still visit all of our sins upon our children. We refuse to accept responsibility. like we did with the Cylons. We decided to play God, create life. When that life turned against us, we comforted ourselves in the knowledge that it really wasn't our fault. Not really. You cannot play God, then wash your hands of the things that you've created. Sooner or later, day comes, when you can't hide from the things that you've done anymore.
1: I'm Luke Summerhayes, and I love Iron Valiant. Human gender is mostly a social construct. Despite this, human history is absolutely replete with attempts to put people into boxes, These are men, these are women, men do this, women do that. As one becomes more aware that this gender binary is so false, seeing the ways people try desperately to cling to it becomes ridiculous. In particular, I notice that people tend to call robots he, unless they are exaggeratedly female. This has historically been very true in the Transformers franchise where robots of all kinds, shapes, and sizes can be called he, but only the slender ones with shapely hips and pronounced breasts can be called she. In Pokemon, some creatures have very true-to-life Animal Kingdom gender dimorphisms, like with Unpheasant, while other Pokemon really buck against the established human gender norms. Gardevoir is visually very much like a womanly human figure in a white dress, Yet, it can be male or female, and in Japanese is even named Sir Knight. This made it a little disappointing when they added a male-only evolution a generation later. Iron Valiant is a fairy and fighting-type Pokémon. It's a humanoid robot warrior with elements from both Gardevoir and Gallade, a very Gardevoir-esque headpiece with Gallade's prominent crest. It wields blades like a Galade, but watches carefully with Gardevoir's eyes. Pokemon Scarlet tells us, It has some similarities to a mad scientist's invention covered in a paranormal magazine. And Pokemon Violet simply says, It's possible that this is the object listed as Iron Valiant in a certain expedition journal. Of course, we can read this magazine. Enigmas of Paudea, file number 4. Iron Valiant, an experiment gone wrong? This oddity's name is borrowed from that of an object described in the Violet Book. One theory holds that it is in fact a robot, the product of a mad scientist's efforts to create the most powerful psychic Pokémon of all. According to its few eyewitnesses, Iron Valiant appears similar to both Gardevoir and Gallade. It's also said to be cruel enough to take its brilliantly shining blade and cut down anyone confronting it without hesitation. These references to a mad scientist's invention are especially interesting when we look at Iron Valiant's sword. A similar dual-ended blade was wielded by another white robot with a killstreak, the massed production model Avers from Evangelion. Looking a little more deeply, this Pokémon only appears in Pokémon Violet, the game in which Arvind must deal with an estranged father who only cares about his science project, as well as presumably having a dead mother. The Evangelion connection seems strong, making me wonder if am Valiant might have been a more appropriate ghost type than fairy. Like Roaring Moon, This Paradox Pokémon seems explicitly linked to a Mega Pokémon. The blade it wields is more like those of Mega Gallade than regular, and its metallic coattails could be Gardevoir's dress, but also they're more like Mega Gallade's cape. As with Roaring Moon, Iron Valiant was a competitive monster. In this case, it's a rare dual attacker, able to make use of physical attacks or special attacks equally. With fairy and fighting complementing each other well, it's able to hit a pretty wide range of opponents for good damage. Completing Scarlet and Violet and experiencing the story in Area Zero wasn't quite up there with finishing my first watch of Neon Genesis Evangelion or reading the run of James Robert's Transformers comics, but it was pretty emotional for a Pokemon campaign. Having now finished the hidden treasures of Area Zero and with a little epilogue coming soon, it feels like a good time to touch base with Iron Valiant. Music for Lucalos Pokémon is composed by Jonathan Cromie. Artwork for the show is by Katie Groves. Writing, producing, and editing is by me, Luke Somerhays. While funding is provided by lovely listeners at Patreon.com/podcastiopodcastius. Next up, a Coridon and Miraidon. So if you have thoughts about those or any other monsters hit me up with a DM or an email to LukeLovesPKMN at gmail.com. If you like this podcast, please rate and review wherever you're listening, or tell a friend. I'm taking a break from streaming for now, but you can hear much more of my voice on my other podcasts about films and games. There are links in the description. And even if you don't feel like doing any of that, thank you so much just for listening. I love Iron Valiant. And remember, I love you too.